the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back as we head into hour two. We do so as we do almost every Thursday with our dear friend and uh, my, uh, what did you say? We're brothers from different mothers. Sam Stone. He is a uh, he is a political consultant in town, among other things. He also hosts his own radio show right here on Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m., Breaking Battlegrounds. It's a great show, great guest, great topic. Sam, good to see you, my man. You too, Seth. And on top of all that, I, I got to tell you, I like to start smack on Twitter. Oh, do you? Yeah. Do you have a story for us? I actually do. Okay. And I found it is super there a lesson in it somehow? Yeah, there is actually kind of a lesson All in right. it. I found this very interesting. So, uh, apropos of nothing. Give them, give them your Twitter feed so people... Okay, at Sam the Paul, folks. At Sam the P-O-L. A little bit of a tongue-in-cheek, Sam the Politician, Politico, whatever you want to call it. But... Uh, I will comment on almost anything on Twitter, and I like to be a little incendiary every now and then, but sometimes I I think of it just as common sense. So when the Washington Post had an article and put it up on Twitter about Jair Bolsonaro, the former president of Brazil, being persecuted by – prosecuted, take your pick – by some judge there for, quote, lying on his visa application to go to the United States – the judge is alleging he didn't have a COVID jab when he came to the United States. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the U.S. has nothing to do with this. They're not charging him. They say he was here legally. There's no issue. This is a really silly thing. But even sillier so he's than— being charged with forgery of a governmental document or something in Brazil? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're like talking about it like— and This is the ex-president? Yeah. Okay. This is the ex-president. Yeah. I mean, first off— Folks, I don't know why anyone is talking about COVID jabs anymore because no. that's just ridiculous. But secondly, so I, ma- I made that basically that exact same comment on the Washington Post Twitter feed. Who cares? That's all I said. Okay. Because, like, who cares? Yeah. Like, why is this a story right. in the Washington Post right. at all? Right. It's a ridiculous There's political There's a lot of things stunt. I can think about the Washington Post that sh- they should be writing and investigating, yeah, they, they, not this. They've got some things to cover yeah, here at home. Think. If they're looking for corruption, right. maybe they want to check Sonia Sotomayor's office. Right, right. They um, might want to do that. They might want to look at the CIA. They might want to look Biden, at the Hunter Joe Biden, Biden story, this Joe Biden yeah. whistleblower, all of it. Yeah, there's they, a lot for them to they've do. They've got they choices they when it comes choices. to corruption yeah. stories. This didn't seem to be high on the list. So but I, Brazil. Brazil, yeah, so who cares? Uh, in the wake of that comment, I have learned one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Latin American leftists, one, are ideologically identical to their American counterparts. I mean, there's really no difference at this point between a Latin American communist and an American college student. Um, sorry. No, well, I think I was just going to say they're kind of student. honest about it. Yeah. You know, Paolo Ferreri is, is who is teaching the, these, the, the teachers of these college and high but here's, schools. Here's the yeah. thing I learned from the vitriolic massive response to that simple tweet. Yeah. They are far less guarded about what they really think than American leftists. Less restrained? Oh, less restrained, less guarded. They're I didn't more, know you could be. More open I and didn't honest. Know you could be. They are hardcore militant communists. Oh, wow. They hate people who don't bear their same skin color. And uh-huh. by the way, that applies to everyone who doesn't bear their exact shade of yeah. skin color. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, really, it was astounding. It's all the. 
the poison pills that are being shoved down our society's throat by the left come to fruition. You know, when you see it uncontrolled and unconstrained, Mm -hmm. what that can become. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I mean, Bolsonaro doesn't appear to be a particularly great guy. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of awful world leaders, mm-hmm. well, there are a lot of awful world leaders. We have one here in the United States right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's I mean, a, yeah, yeah you know, good point. But, but, and by world leader, you also mean Americans. Yes, yeah, okay. I mean, you know, okay. so, but so what? Yeah. Like, I got to tell you, the followers of the, the person who knocked them off, this Lula character, I don't know that much about Lula. I don't pay that close attention to Brazilian politics. Yeah. I know that's shocking. But, man, judging by their followers, it's like six of one, half a dozen of another. They're all awful. They like their politics pure, it sounds like. If they're a communist, they'll tell you. And if they uh, want you to think something, they'll make sure you know oh, what yeah, it is no, they, they want I, you to I, I, got, I got more. I've been sworn at more in Spanish in the last wow. 24 hours than I have in my entire life. I live in Arizona, and I take or Democrats Portuguese off all the time. So that's actually pretty impressive. Yeah, that is impressive. So you, you, you're persona non grata in Brazil, huh? Yeah, apparently. I guess Bolsonaro can't come here and you can't go there. Well, I don't even know where Bolsonaro is anymore because yeah. I don't think he can go there now either. I, oh, okay. think they, I think the current president like has a you know like fatwa out on yeah. the guy. Yeah. <laughs> so you're causing trouble. I'm causing you're, trouble you're on multiple continents. Yeah, okay. I'm, not, I'm not content to stop here in Arizona. The stories about the Biden family seem to be pregnant for explosion, ballooning for explosion, particularly two. One, the CIA deputy director ginning up the letter for of the 51 former intelligence officials, which now we have an email substantiated in the free Washington free beacon that says it literally said there is literally an email uh, that states we need your signatures because Joe Biden wants to use this as a talking point in an upcoming debate. Right. Uh, everyone who signed subsequent to that um, should be charged, hung, drawn and quartered. It's incredible. I mean, this is treason. It's this incredible. Is treason. It's an incredible thing. And 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 obviously Joe Biden did use it. He used it to a fairly well in the debate. It, it, well, it's what it was for. Exactly from the very right. start, what it was exactly for right. was to to divert attention from the fact that his son is leading a family enterprise of selling influence and potentially selling information and secrets. Joe Biden is a crook. And now we have the other story of the whistleblower who the Department of Justice doesn't want to see the light of day, evidently, who actually has or, you know, allegedly has, that's the way to put it, allegedly has the goods on Joe Biden's direct corruption in his vice presidency. Now, we used to be, for some reason, uh, makers of heroes of whistleblowers. That used to be uh, like three and four and five years ago. We used to like I'd make actually heroes, go ba- heroes I'd, I'd actually them. go back a little bit further. I think um, Julian Assange yeah. and the whole WikiLeaks, yeah. um, everything around that, I think that's when that changed. Okay. Okay. It was it was an interesting you, – you, I think it was you who made the point. If it wasn't you, it was someone else who thinks like you who made the point that, you know, we didn't start seeing these kinds of massive classified intelligent leaks really uh, until the Obama administration, that those things came out of the Obama administration – and nor did we see antipathy towards those kinds of leakers. If it was a Bush leaker, they were heroes. If it was a Trump leaker, they were heroes. 
But when it was someone leaking during an Obama administration or someone now, obviously, who's giving out goods during the Biden administration, we're going to put the kibosh and silencer on you. Well, I, if, you, if, you want, if you're asking about the timing, I think there are two factors to that. One is just a changing society where people in these positions of power and government don't feel as constrained as they used to to simply do the best they can for yeah. the country. And they're, they're acting much more politically. Um, <clears throat> and two – Quite frankly, I think the Obama uh, Obama team inserted high, and they talked about this actually, and and they did this with a lot of their appointees, low level appointees, who they would then get put into permanent positions within mm-hmm. these bureaucracies. That they talked about at the time, making a concerted effort to seed all the federal bureaucracies with their people. Yeah, and I think you're seeing the fruition of that yeah. right now as you have these. And it's happened before in history prior to Obama here and there, but it's never been a concerted, organized effort by one group of insiders to take over the reins of power from within. And that's what Obama did. I mean, I, I look back, I you know, I think Obama puts a very smiling, nice, nice face on one of the most insidious administrations that, that there's ever been, maybe the most insidious mm-hmm. administration, more than Biden's, which is kind of a, a clown show. Yeah, it's hard to like the people in the Biden administration. Oh, you, they're terrible. You liked Obama or yeah. wanted to. Yeah, yeah it's easy to dislike that, you know what I mean. Biden's people, yeah. right. Right? right? And it's easy to dislike Biden. Right. I, I, I even actually struggle to dislike him. I feel bad for the guy because yeah. he's basically not there. But I mean – but Obama put a smiling, yeah. nice face on, frankly, a very, very nefarious plan. I, I, I think that's right. And it's one of the reasons that uh, I'm going to guess that you're probably thinking the idea of Michelle Obama running for president is not going to happen. They don't need to revive anything. No, I think I, they're trying to keep pretty quiet. I, I think guess. I think absolutely not. I, I've always kind of laughed that one off because they control most of the federal government without having why to be in the, the heat. Yeah, why, yeah. why be in the line of fire for yeah. no reason? We're You're doing already, just fine. <laughs> yeah, look, you, you own it. Don't don't let other people make you pay for it. I want to talk to you about two other presidential candidates when we come back. Sam Stone is my guest. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Sam Stone is my guest in studio live. Happy to take your calls on anything you want. 602-508-0960. If you need good food recommendations, by the way, there are no two better connoisseurs of great food at all ranges, at all, all, all price I, ranges. I actually appreciate the cheap more than yeah. – I mean, yeah. I, I, love a, I love a fine dining sure, meal. Sure, sure. But there's a lot of great food you don't I have like to – I like food. Absolutely. But you know what? That I actually specialize, and I think I'm I'm really good at finding really good cheap eats. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like an art form, okay. and I'm all over it. And uh, you know, I'm going to throw a plug in for someone, and they've they've never advertised on the radio. El Jacal, a tiny little family owned Mexican restaurant just south of the intersection of 32nd Street and Thomas. You will never find a better breakfast burrito anywhere in the Arizona. You will not. It is fantastic. El Jacal. El Jacal, the jackal. Well done. Well done, El Chacal. All right. They, if you impress Sam, you're promo. impressive. I haven't been there. They should probably, they should probably start paying. <laughs> Next time you go. Yeah. Uh, or at least, or at least can, get... Can I get a free burrito out well, of it? Well, that I think is illegal, but if they paid, we can do oh, all okay. right. Well, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Sam Stone is my guest. Anything from food uh, to policy to politics. There was another story you wanted to talk about that you tweeted about, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I've had a bit of a feisty day on Twitter, but this actually came up right when I was, was yeah. coming into the studio here. And yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, St. Francis Hospital, huh? Yeah. I'm, I'm, there's a, a group called OCPA, mm-hmm. um, Oklahoma Council on Public Affairs. Mm-hmm. They're a right-leaning advocacy and, and think tank in Oklahoma. They, they have an, a website, OCPA Think. Org. They have a piece up today. And this, Seth, I mean, I, I literally had to stop myself and just say, wait, what world does this, this make any sense at all? It's so it's yeah, as you said, it's St. Francis Hospital. And this is in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Yeah. St. Francis Hospital South. The Biden administration has threatened to strip it of their accreditation that allows them to serve Medicare and Medicaid patients. Because the hospital maintains an eternally lit candle as a religious symbol in its hospital chapel. I, what country is this? Speechless. I'm speechless. I'm speechless. I, it, it's a <laughs> Catholic <laughs> hospital. Every hospital has a chapel, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean. They're not suing because it's a fire hazard. No. They're suing or, or, because it's, yeah, it's uh, religious yeah. symbology. Um, okay, one, this is Oklahoma. It's a pretty religious state. But two, that doesn't even matter. It's a wow. Catholic hospital. You know, these things have been litigated. Are they invited? Is that there? Is that the goal of the left? Is it? Is it even the stuff that is basically res judicata has been solved legally? Because those cases have been solved uh, by the Supreme Court of the United States. Is it? Is it there? Is it their idea to bleed us dry and keep us in a chaotic state by just forcing us to have to fight back I think all the time? I think that's part of it. And I think with their base, it's a continual effort to delegitimize the U.S. Supreme Court as long as it's oh, conservative. Oh, there's that going on now, You know, too. I mean, so in a certain sense for Democrats right now, negative decisions to, to their mind – Negative decisions at the U.S. Supreme Court are great fundraising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There great, is a concerted. Yeah. This is new. Yeah, and, and that's. I mean, Ernst Thomas is it's the latest of, victim. Of yeah, it. it's and 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 as we saw, like Thomas, you know, he's probably a little too too cozy and and taken a little too much from this one. Yeah, donor, but, it's but, not but none of it's illegal. None no. of it's even against the ethics. Whereas Sonia, Sonia Sotomayor might be actually yeah, what she did. I mean, look, yeah. Stephen Breyer, I think it was that recused himself on these cases because he had the same publisher right. that he was he had deals right. with, and she refused, yeah. and she ruled in their favor, yeah. um, millions of dollars. That is ethically suspect to the extreme. Yeah. What Clarence Thomas did is not at all. No, there's no ethical conflict whatsoever. Um, and so, yeah, I think, you know, for years, how many how many times, Seth, did you have Democrats come up over all the years up through Obama until Trump and who kept saying, oh, well, you guys might win the House. You might win the Senate. but yeah. There'll never be another Republican president. Right. That's demographics or destiny. Right. 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 Um, and so because of that and you had a left leaning Supreme Court, I think they felt like they would control those two things. And if you see the way that they're trying to structure the country to make the Congress and Senate irrelevant, you can see what their focus was. We'll, That's we'll, why Ruth Bader Ginsburg didn't retire yeah, under we'll, Obama. We'll let you have those right. you know, we'll let you have those seats. Yeah. You you can have a, a congressman or a senator and they can make some money, but they're gonna be irrelevant because we're gonna do everything through the executive agency and through the courts. Right. And they have. And now that that's at risk because you have a conservative court, I think that's part of what's going on. I can't believe they're going after Catholic hospitals. I just, I mean, oh, over over a 
candle in, in the chapel? In a chapel in Oklahoma. This this is this is shocking. I don't me. I don't care if it's in D.C. I mean I don't care where it is. Well, this is ridiculous. That's right. I just it just seems to me that they're going right to the heart to make to make us fight and make us scramble and make us raise money because I assume something like the Beckett Fund or someone will sue on there or ADF or someone like that. I, will, I think there's all them. of that, and I'm going to throw in an even more nefarious underlying thing. I think I and I truly am concerned that this is what they're doing right now. Um, I think they are trying to stoke a violent episode ahead of the coming election. Maybe. I think they're trying to stoke a a violent episode by conservatives. Yeah, I mean, I think they failed to get what they wanted out of January 6th. They've tried to pretend that that they got it, but they didn't. And I think think they are desperate to— Those MAGA extremists with their chapels and Catholic hospitals. Yeah, Bibles and guns. Well, maybe that was the outline. Right. Maybe we should have paid attention that this would be the outline. I think it, I think we should have. I, I think if people you re- were afraid, we're going after them. Well, why are they afraid? Because you're going after them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, look, I think that's very clear at this point. And I, I think if you read between the lines, Obama signaled everything they're doing. I wonder if there's any religious symboli- symbolism in the flame, the eternal flame. I wonder if there's any religious symbolism in the display of the Ten Commandments at the Supreme Court. I wonder if there's any religious symbolism in William O. Douglas, the most liberal member of the Supreme Court ever, writing in a Supreme Court decision, we are religious people whose institutions presuppose a supreme being. I, I mean, these guys, okay, so they're not, they're not hiding, they're, they're not hiding their leftism is certainly one way to put it, and they're not retreating on anything is another way to put it. But you know, another way to put it is, this is just pure Marxism now. This is mere Marxism. I'm interviewing Hadley Arcus later. His book is titled Mere Natural Law. Mere means pure. This is unalloyed Marxism, where religion is the opiate of the masses. They want to cleanse the public square of all religion. Yeah, I, I think they are absolutely Marxist, and, and I think we get a little bit confused. I mean, I think, I, I think socialism has been turned into a much better word than it deserves to right. be. I think Marxism confuses people. They don't know what it is. Yeah, we try and teach it. Here. Um, and, and you do a good job. But, you know, I mean, it's it's still a battle to, to get this out. They are communists in the classical Russian sense, which has nothing to do with the theories Marx posited about, you know, societal equality, but has everything to do with government power and control and a dictated society from the top down. Just thinking about that phrase, religion is the opiate of the masses. So to Marxists, communists, to the Soviet Union and AOC types and Bernie Sanders types, they treat priests and rabbis and Catholic church, uh, Catholic hospitals the way most sane societies used to treat drug dealers because it's an opiate of the masses. But they want to treat drug dealers like priests and rabbis. That That's the world they've given us, folks. That's what religion as the opiate of the masses has become. Sam and I will be right back. 602-5080-960. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Sam Stone is my uh, guest. He is in studio taking your call. 602-508-0960. Yes, he also has his own radio show on Saturdays, Breaking Battlegrounds, heard every Saturday at 3 p.m. John is in Phoenix. Hi, John. You're on with Sam Stone. Yes. Um, hello, Seth. Hello, Sam. 
Except this is John Metz in downtown Phoenix, the guy who goes running. I told you I run in the Hoka's. You asked me the shoe. Yes. Just so you know who yes. I am. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Hey, I always like to start with a little fun stuff with you. Um, Birdland. So I like I like your playing the the. the uh, I forget what you call the music that you play in between commercials. Oh yeah, no, my uh, my lead-in music at the top of the hour. Yeah, you yeah, yeah bump, no bumper song. music, yeah. bumper music. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. But Birdland. Now, my, the first time I heard Birdland, I loved it. Was uh, maybe twenty something years ago, and it was Manhattan Transfer. Yeah, they have you, a version of it. It was originally Weather Report, but they yeah, Manhattan Transfer gonna, does. That was my quiz to you. Yeah, Weather Report, and you know it was Joe Zawinul. Right? Yeah, who uh, used to be in the Maynard Ferguson band <clears throat> before he went to Weather Report. And if you haven't heard Maynard Ferguson's version of it, you should. You you're going to want to. And Joe Zawinul also played with Miles Davis, I think, on uh, um, on. Wait, I've got it sitting here, right here on. Uh, in a silent way. Yeah, it could be. I, I don't care about Miles Davis, so I don't know, John. Oh, Seth, you've got to listen to a little bit. <laughs> I, I did. I went to his last concert. Okay, well, You're covered. That's, a, that's a different uh, story. <clears throat> I'm covered. Okay, so anyhow, the one other fun thing. Yes, um, I went. I graduated from Fairfax High School. So you mentioned Fairfax. Her, the other with Herb day. Alpert and Jack Kemp. No, I'm a bit later than that, and a bit later than Sandy Koufax. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, all right. Let me get to the business stuff. There are a few things I want to hit on here. Uh, Sam, Sam's perfect for for the call uh, because Sam, I'm in agreement with you. This, and I've heard the term before. It, it feels like Obama 3.0. It, it feels like uh, this administration is just an extension of the Obama administration, and and obviously puppet masters pulling the strings. And what I want to ask you guys, A more both blatant of you, and more poorly coordinated version, but yes. It's, it's disgusting. So much is disgusting. But uh, I want to get your guys' feet on this. What, what is going on with this timely leaving of uh, Susan Rice, and prior to that, what, a few months ago, Ron Klein? Wait. What is going on? Are they, why are they leaving the regime? Do, do we have a cash feel? register sound we can play for the audience right here? No, look, they're cashing in. That, I mean, this is what it is. You get a, a you know, per, a very nice salary when you're working in those positions in government, but that completely pales compared to the millions they will each make during this campaign. If I had to guess, the over-under for each of them will be five to ten million dollars minimum that they will make during this election cycle off of joe biden so So they're not abdicating they're not abdicating the throne with him it's not like there's dissension we're not feeling that oh i don't think so this this is no this is just musical chairs with people moving off to to go make more money and i mean first i wouldn't be surprised to see them come back into some sort of role in the administration you know ron Klain, you could well end up with some sort of people love those jobs yeah I mean, they love he, him. he well could end up with like a cabinet position. Yeah, Same thing sure. with Susan Rice. Yeah. I mean, you can see them coming back in slightly different roles. But this is just a revolving door for them to go exit and grab a bag of cash before they come back in. There so it's not, because, <laughs> it's not because they felt this guy is without his marbles. I don't think it is that. I don't think it is. No, they, I don't the think they care. Campaign. They may not care. No, they don't care. They view themselves as the marbles. Right. Right, right. They're That's the decision right. well, makers. Many, They're happy to be. Many the were speculating that Susan Rice is is one of the main. Absolutely. Puppets, uh, 
Absolutely. I, I, I think Susan Rice, Ron Klain, Jill Biden, and, and there's probably three or four others we don't know. And that actually scares the death out of me because, you know, the ad that Hillary ran against Obama, which was ridiculous when you were running it against Obama back at that, that time with the 3 a.m. emergency, you know, who's going to answer that call? The problem is right now you've got a committee answering that call. And it's definitely, That's right. definitely not Joe Biden. No, a Democratic, some sort of Democratic committee, small group of, you know, which includes Obama, you know. Hey, John, let, said, me, uh, let me take a break and I'll give you more if you want. I'll give you more time on the other side if you want, because you're such a good sport and you know a lot about music. And I'll forgive you uh, liking Miles Davis when you should like this. Threats to our financial freedom and stability are growing. Russia, Brazil, India, China, Saudi Arabia are conducting international trade in local currencies, not the U.S. dollar. Rising interest rates and bad loans are exposing the banking system and causing failures. The Biden administration sends hundreds of billions of dollars abroad while depleting our strategic oil reserves and ignoring crumbling infrastructure here at home. However, the biggest financial threat may be coming from within central bank digital currency is real. The patents have been filed and the big banks have released plans for implementation. The vets at Midas Gold Group see devastating consequences. The end of cash, could there be ties to social credit, big government able to see your every purchase, the end of financial privacy, own private currency, gold and silver. Now, get free silver just for asking Midas Gold Group how you can use your retirement to own physical gold. Call the Midas Gold Group today at 480 480- Three six zero three thousand. It's four eight zero three six zero three thousand, or check them online at midasgoldgroup.com. That's midasgoldgroup.com. John is in Phoenix. Are you still there, John? I'm still here, of course. All right, so, sir. Seth, um, so kind of blue greatest jazz recording of all time. The other couple that I've been really listening to of Miles lately, in a silent way, and Bitches Brew, are, are both pretty pretty darn excellent. So, and you are well aware that uh, Kind of Blue is by far, hands down, the, the best-selling jazz album of all time, right? I'm okay with you thinking that's good jazz. That is not where our disagreement is. And maybe we don't have a disagreement. I'm making a distinction. I don't listen to good jazz for good jazz. I listen mm-hmm. to excellence uh, in the instrument. And... While Miles Davis may be a great musician, he's an awful trumpet player. <laughs> That's why I don't listen to him. But but but, but wait wait wait. And but no Miles professional group, trumpet player wait. will disagree with me. But no Miles one ever group. no one ever grew up saying I want to play like Miles Davis. They ne- no but that Miles sentence has group, never been uttered. Miles Group had Bill Evans. Do you not love Bill I'm Evans? I'm fine with yes. Okay, fine. Now there's a good there's a good person with his instrument there. There is an excellence in musicianship. Did you go to the Jazz Fest this weekend? At Scottsdale? Yeah. I almost did. I almost did. All right, John. What else? Okay, you guys. As far as I can give you 50. I can, off the top of my head, give you 10 better trumpet players than Miles Davis. I could give you 100 trumpet players better than Miles Davis. I don't know, but Miles Davis. In fact, every trumpet player is better than Miles Davis. So who are some of your favorites? Well, I mean, it's not my favorites. I mean, there's there's just a level of excellence. I'm, I mean, if you want living, uh, if you no, want living, no, 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 I want you I want nineteen fifties fifties jazz. You want? Well, I can't. I, well, see, you're confining it to a genre. 
and I don't know if I can do the genre. Louis Armstrong's ten times the trumpet player Miles Davis ever was. Louis but I Armstrong, like Miles' type of music much he, better. It would be counted as jazz. Louis um, Dixieland. It, I'm not. It, I'm not uh, huge on Dixieland. Okay. Yeah, I think. I think he would say yes, Dixieland, but also jazz. Um, yep. there's, there's, you know, there's, there's a ton of, uh, John Faddis is alive as a great jazz trumpet player, uh, no, much, better, yeah, I, much better than anything Miles Davis could even think of doing. Um, but I, you want, I, I could go on and on with Al Hurt was uh, 10 times the trumpet player Miles Davis. Do you was. like, do you like Keith Jarrett on piano? I love Jarrett. Sure. But I know only okay. one instrument, God's instrument, trumpet. Really? Well, they don't okay. say the second coming is going to be heralded in by a bassoon. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, because I, I, if I ever talk with or you about piano. Classic mu- classical music, yeah. I fell in love with Maurice Andre. If you want classical, Wynton Marcellus and Maurice Andre. By the way, Wynton Marcellus is ten times a better jazz trumpeter than Miles Davis. But I love Bach is what I was saying. I love Bach. Well, well there you can, get a, you can get a lot of great Al, Al Hurt does great classical, but so, yeah. too, does Wynton Marcellus. He can do Bach. Good. Hey, you guys. Let me let me get to business before yes, you have to cut okay. me off. So okay. Um, so so two things I want to mention here. Uh, let's talk Dr. Jill briefly. Dr. Yeah. Jill, quote yes. unquote, doctor. Yes. You spoke with uh, with about uh, with Brandon Weikert about her, and yeah. he was saying that she was really a big woman behind the man and participating yeah. in all the meetings, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know where, you know, very much interested me, where did she get her doctorate degree? And, you know, what is that doctorate degree? Did you look into that, Seth and, or Sam? Do you guys know? Uh, I believe it's early childhood education. Uh, Correct. And Wait, it was community, co- community yeah, commun- her thesis was community college and why people drop out of community colleges. Yeah, it was, so, it was a badly written, mostly plagiarized thesis from, from yes. what I remember. And um, it was the University of Delaware where they have a Biden institute. Right, yeah. I I mean, from from everything we, you know, you can tell, I, Jill Biden, actually, I thought this was really funny. I think you'll both appreciate this. Um, some of the emails that have come out about Hunter Biden include communications between him and some other family members where he mm-hmm. just throws Jill completely under the bus for being an absolute Good. moron. I mean, just she said, seems like a dimwit. Yeah. He, it, it, and, and actually, I think Hunter Biden is is clearly not a good person, but I don't think he's an idiot. Interestingly no, I don't enough, either. I think he's, nope. I think he's drug addled a lot of times, but he's not an idiot. And he clearly views her as an idiot, which I, I thought was kind of entertaining. She seems like, and she, she gives me the, the, the disgust factor when, when she speaks, like, like don't trust, don't trust her intelligence. Don't trust what she's saying. But she, she's but, very much an elitist, which always makes my skin crawl. She likes to go to the country club in golf. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and no, really, she's like some big golfer or something. So, but anyhow, she went to University of Delaware. I, I don't think we can I, knock golfers here in Arizona, by the way. I, I think constitutionally, it's in our state constitution. You can't knock golf because that's the other C. So University of Delaware, which is, pro- I believe, because it's got a Biden Institute, which means it probably received a lot of Chinese We money. know it did. We know the Biden right. Institute did, yeah. Right. Which I would therefore say that maybe, who knows, if somebody peels back the onion skin a bit, maybe Jill's Ph.D. 
Maybe it was a three-month program. First of all, let's make sure we understand it's an EDD, um, which is a doctorate in education. You do get mm-hmm. the, to be called doctorate with it. But the dirty little secret in academia is that the EDD is probably a less rigorous degree than an MBA. Everyone knows well, and that. In her and if you read her dissertation, it's awful. It's like yeah. listening to Herb Alpert. In, in, in her case, Seth, I, it's very clear that this was a participation trophy yes, for of course. Joe Biden's of wife. Of course it was. I mean, yes. Seth, and thank you for saying that, Seth, because the only song, the only song <laughs> I like of Herb Alpert's is This Guy's In Love With You. Oh, because okay. everything else, when I put on my Herb Alpert's Greatest Hits CD, <laughs> sounds like it is so 1972. He can't do anything. No, he's awful. He, he just it's can't. It's 1972 bad. He knows how to make money. He knows how to market. He's known how. He's still going. I mean, God bless him. Um, yep. And, he, you know, he created A&M Records, right? Correct. Yeah. Alpert and Moss. Yeah, uh, Jerry Al- uh, uh, Herb Alpert and Jerry Moss. That's right. That's right. right. But he can't play and the trumpet. Some- he, he just Some can't. of the big people were like, uh, uh, of course, was Burt Bacharach, but also was, I think, Cat Stevens, stuff like that. But uh, maybe Carpenters. All right. Um, here, here's some good trumpet by Al Hurd. I love you, John. We'll be right back. Do you hear how awful that is? Do you hear how uh, this kicked off the whole jazzercise stuff? This goes out to a certain Supreme Court justice who will remain nameless, who's been texting me the last five minutes saying I'm being mean to Herb Alpert. There's a difference between accurate and mean. Mean would be if it weren't true. Besides, he's a public figure, Herb Alpert, so it's not so easy to defame him, as the justice would know. I cannot comment on the jazz, but I feel like if you had any role in bringing jazzercise to the world— yeah. Um, you deserve certain condign punishment. Yeah, no, you, you, yeah. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Con- your condemnation yeah. should continue until nobody on earth yeah. remembers that atrocity ever again. Well, he was the, that was the quintessential jazzercise song, Rise. Awful. Sam, close us out with whatever's on your supple mind, sir. Let's, let's talk Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah, he had a great week. Oh, phenomenal week. My he, goodness. He showed conservatives how to go on liberal TV and deal with it. You know, there was a great piece in, uh, I think it was the New York Post this morning, talking about him, you know, essentially being America first without the kind of nasty edge that you get from Trump. Yeah. And, and it was true as reading that piece. I think he's done a much better job. I've said for a few years now, I like Donald Trump quite a bit, but the America First movement, if it's a movement, it has to be bigger than one person. Mm-hmm. It, other, otherwise, it's just a cult of personality. Mm-hmm. And I think Vivek Ramaswamy is an excellent uh, standard bearer. I think he is an excellent representative of, of that ideology, the idea that we're going to put our citizens ahead of everyone else's. And that should not be controversial, and yet somehow it is. It, he's done a brilliant job of expressing very complex ideas simply, clearly. He can communicate things, and he doesn't back down. Yeah. I mean, he really right now is demonstrating— Starts with knowing what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, demonstrating of, an Im- impressive package of knowledge and delivery. And for all these hand-wringers who are worried about Generation Z, there's something about this youthful guy. I mean, I don't yeah. think you have to be young to get the youth. Ronald Reagan proved that. But there is something he is speaking to to a crowd that a lot of people can't. He connects with them in in important yeah. ways. Yeah. And, you know, um, 
I, I'm, I, I'll just Joe say Biden it out. I'm, I am friends with uh, Blake Masters. I mean, uh-huh. great guy, right? I thought the one thing – I thought he did really well with old guy social media, but I thought he missed the boat on touching into the the TikTok, Instagram, uh-huh. social media world. And um, that's where I'm I'm really waiting to see if any of our candidates can step forward in that area. Ramaswamy obviously seems like the most likely to. Sam Stone, check him out on Saturdays at 3 p.m., Breaking Battlegrounds. Uh, speaking of the Supreme Court, I have the great Hadley Arcus coming up. He's out with a brand-new book, Mere Natural Law, Originalism, and the Anchoring Truths of the Constitution. Don't go away. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.